Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. I got two quick hitters to start the Buzzcast. Right now, Wimbledon is planning for 25% capacity for this year's event, but it hopes that figure will grow before the event starts in late June. Also, Time Magazine gives the NBA and Adam Silver a lot of love by naming the NBA as one of its 100 most influential companies and featuring Silver on one of its five special covers. We have a full summary on Sports Business Journal. This is your Morning Buzzcast for Wednesday, April 28th. Good morning. I'm Abe Madcourt. I hope everybody is doing well today. Count me as surprised when I was alerted last night that NCAA President Mark Emmert has received a contract extension through 2025. Emmert had been under contract through October of 2023, but the NCAA's Board of Governors tacked on two more years to his deal and announced that last night. Now, Mark Emmert has served as NCAA president since November of 2010. But of course, he has been under increased scrutiny over the past few weeks from the inequities over the men's and women's basketball tournaments and many of the issues related to name, image, and likeness policy and possible legislation. Several commissioners and athletic directors have voiced concern about Emmer and his leadership privately and publicly over the last two months. There was also growing speculation among insiders that Mark Emmerich was in line to become LSU's new president. Emmerich, of course, served as LSU's chancellor from 1999 to 2004, and there was speculation he was going to return to Baton Rouge. In addition, I wondered when I read that NCAA chief legal counsel Donald Remy was up for a government post, if that was a sign of possible executive changes at the NCAA. But despite some public criticism, we have to remember, Mark Emmer has a great deal of support specifically from the Board of Governors, and that's where it matters. Remember, in March, the NCAA Board of Governors gave Emmer a strong vote of confidence amid all the mounting criticisms during the basketball tournaments. So now, in a move that will surprise many in the sports business, Mark Emmer will be leading the NCAA for the next four years arguably the most important four years in the NCAA's history. In another story that caught a lot of people by surprise yesterday and had a lot of people talking was a report from the San Jose Mercury News that the Pac-12, in its search for a new commissioner, is reportedly considering a model that would have a dual commissioner role. So one sports business-minded commissioner with a co-commissioner with more of a intercollegiate or athletics background who would really serve as the liaison with the conference athletic directors. The report also stated that NBA league executive Amy Brooks is a name being discussed as a potential candidate for the sports business-minded commissioner. Now, everybody I spoke to, and I felt this way myself, felt that this is a very odd way to float a trial balloon. 
because it almost seems like they're undermining the top role from the start, essentially saying that the new commissioner may not be able to handle all of the job's responsibilities. So they're going to hire a co-commissioner to handle some of the other tough parts of this job. And I just couldn't imagine any commissioner wants to have a co-commissioner who was hired by the Pac-12 presidents. And does one commissioner have any say on who the other co-commissioner is? It was just a very odd model to float out there. But this search by the Pac-12 and the presidents has been quite a roller coaster. And we don't even know how close they are to naming a successor to Larry Scott. Let's shift away from college sports and focus on a brand that is continuing to grow, spend money, and spend money to build its brand, and that's DraftKings. Multiple reports yesterday afternoon has that DraftKings will pay at least $50 million over three years to distribute a sports and pop culture podcast hosted by Dan Libertard. Now, DraftKings will monetize this by selling advertising within the podcast, but also sub-licensing that podcast to radio stations and other outlets. Now, this is DraftKings getting more and more into the content business. They're creating more content around pop culture, around sports wagering, around sports betting, just around sports so that they can offer more shows, more news, more sports betting information that can potentially drive new customers. Now, this podcast will begin sometime this summer. This deal with DraftKings is the first major licensing deal struck by Metalark Media. Remember, that is the sports media startup founded by Dan Lebetard and former ESPN president John Skipper. It's a company that everybody is watching. Their first big deal, and it is a big deal, is with DraftKings. Let's shift to baseball because I know I'm starting to sound like a broken record, but I really feel growing interest around baseball this spring. It seems that every time I'm turning on a highlight show, there is one spectacular baseball play after another. Well, early signs on Sunday Night Baseball are positive for ESPN and for Major League Baseball. This is according to our Austin Carp that ESPN Sunday Night Baseball is off to its best start since 2017. Now, it's only been four games to date, but they've averaged 1.71 million viewers. That is the best figure since ESPN started with 2.2 million viewers in 2017. Sunday Night Baseball, over four games, is up 23% from 2019. It's also up 26% from the four-game start to last season, which began in late July. So the comparisons aren't really apples to apples. But bottom line, baseball's numbers are up. We're also seeing baseball numbers to be up in many local markets. It's early, but we want to continue to watch this storyline. A few quick things to end the buzzcast. Sports teams continue to do what they can to get the public vaccinated. The Milwaukee Bucks will have a vaccination site at Pfizer Forum on Sunday, so fans 16 and older attending that game can get their first dose of the Pfizer vaccine at the arena. The Bucks will offer it to fans attending the game, also to their game day workers. It's a nationally televised game on ABC, so this will certainly get a lot of visibility and promotion. Meanwhile, Racing Louisville FC, that's the NWSL team, they played on Monday night, and before and during the game, the stadium served as a pop-up vaccination site, and fans who got the vaccine before the game were eligible for a free ticket to the game. So good efforts by sports teams doing all they can to get the public and their fans 
vaccinated. And finally, I know you listen to a lot of podcasts, but if I could suggest one, really take a look at SBJ's iFactor, my conversation with Tepper Sports and Entertainment President Tom Glick. I know a lot of you know Tom Glick, but he offered great advice for a career in sports business, for learning from his failures, for working for some very successful and demanding executives and bosses. It's a really good listen. It's on our website. My conversation, the SBJI Factor with Tom Glick is certainly worth a listen. So that is your morning buzzcast for Wednesday, April 28th. I'm Abe Madcore. Hope everybody has a great day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.